Welcome to The Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare, connecting you to other Christians who will support you spiritually and financially when you experience a medical need. Learn more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash SavvySauce. Becky Rappinchuk, also known as Clean Mama, knows how to clean quickly and effectively, and she's going to let us know some of her secrets. We have personally implemented these methods, and I can tell you, they've ushered in peace in our home. I first came across Becky's work years ago when I read some of her methods in the magazine Real Simple. And then my sister-in-law, Amanda, mentioned Clean Mama again when Amanda was a guest on our bonus COVID episode back in April of 2020, titled Thriving with Kids at Home. I'm so excited that now today we get to learn from Becky, and I hope that this is the perfect motivational chat to give you a fresh start this year in decluttering and cleaning. Here's our chat. Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, Becky. Hi, thanks for having me. Some people may better know you online or in publications under the title Clean Mama. So will you just share your story and the origins of Clean Mama? Sure. I started Clean Mama back in 2009. I just enjoy cleaning and I've cleaned houses for different people, but I what my original job was as an art teacher and that was what I started with. So to go from that to a cleaning expert is kind of funny because it's just most of the time when people think of art teachers, they think like messy and lots of paint and all those fun things. And I was the art teacher that really enjoyed making a mess, but also figuring out the best way to clean it up. So I took (laughs) those kind of those skills and transferred that into the blog. I started it sort of out of necessity um, back in 2009 when we were experiencing the financial crash and I was looking for another source of income and someone had said, Oh, you should start a blog and talk about cleaning. (laughs) And I just was like, huh, Oh, that sounds interesting. And I looked into what I would have to do to start a blog. And I thought, Oh, I can probably do that. And that's where it started. And so that was 2009. So we're, you know, quite a bit into this blogging thing. And when I was trying to come up with a name for the blog, my husband said, well, why don't you just call it Clean Mama? That's what I call you. And it's simple. And, you know, now looking back, it's really good for SEO because clean is in the title and it's stuck and it's it's a fun kind of play on what I do. And uh, the heart of Clean Mama has always been the same. And that's to share my cleaning routine I was doing my cleaning routine for years before I ever ever even thought of starting a blog. And it is something that I designed because I was looking for a way to clean quickly and keep our little teeny tiny apartment clean uh, while we were at work. And I didn't want to have to be cleaning all Saturday because that's what was going on. Like it was kind of semi-messy all week long and then I would clean on Saturdays 
but I, I just didn't like that. So I was trying to figure out a way to clean a little bit every day and keep it clean most of the time. I ended up talking to my grandma and she gave me some ideas for how she did things. She was a working mom in the 50s. So it was fun to talk to her way back then about routines and what she did every day. And I kind of came to the realization that if you want your house to be clean, most of the time you have to be cleaning. You know, every day you have to do something and it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be a whole day of cleaning by any stretch of the imagination, but doing a little bit every day is what really keeps it clean and picking up after yourself and teaching your family members to pick up after themselves is what really keeps your house clean most of the time. I bet that's so fascinating to hear her perspective and just see that this is tried and true over the years. Let's just break down your tips for cleaning into smaller categories. First, will you explain your five daily tasks? Yeah, the so the clean mama routine has four parts, and I always recommend starting with the daily tasks. There are five of them. The first one is to make your bed, and that is something that I always say to start with that daily task. It's going to make your bedroom feel clean, even if it isn't. <laughs> it will be nice to come into it at the end of the day, even if you're gone all day at work, coming home and seeing a tidy bedroom and a made bed is always, to me, a good thing. Um, Teaching your kids to make their beds is also kind of part of the routine. And you teach your kids to make your bed and you help them with it. But I will not go back and fix it or like straighten their pillows or anything like that. Like when they make their bed, they make their bed and then we just keep going. <laughs> I think that's important too. And it's, it's less work for me. Now, if I were taking pictures of their bedroom for the blog, I would probably, you know, straighten it up a little bit. But I mean, for the most part, they do a really nice job themselves. So make the beds is the first task. If you want to start with the routine and you're thinking, where do I start? Start with that. And I would recommend just making your bed every day for a week. And then once you have that down, then moving on to another daily task. The next one is to check the floors. That is basically like a quick glance. It can be just under your kitchen table. Are there crumbs that need to be swept or vacuumed up? Are there things strewn on the floor, toys? I mean, it really depends on the stage of life you're at. And if you have kids, if you don't have kids, just where things are at for what those floors look like. But daily doing a little, a quick visual is really helpful for keeping the floors clean. The third daily task is to wipe the counters. This is a nod to kitchen cleaning. So if you're able to wipe your counters in your kitchen, that means that your dishes are clean or in the dish rack drying or put in the dishwasher that means that you're able to wipe them down. I try to wipe them after meals, like after breakfast and lunch and dinner. If that doesn't happen, I most definitely will wipe them all down after dinner. And it's nice to have a clean kitchen and go to bed. And then when you wake up in the morning to not have a pile of dishes on the counters or in the sink, it's just really nice to be able to have that little kind of a luxury. It helps the day start, in my opinion. You can also, once you get that kit, those kitchen counters 
into your routine, you can move to your bathroom counters. So that could mean like putting toiletries away after you use them. It could be a quick wipe in the, on the bathroom counters, teaching your kids how to do that. It could be toothpaste out of the sink. <laughs> I mean, you can use it, the wipe the counters task any way that you want to, whatever works for you. Those are kind of the ways that I see it for myself. The fourth daily task is to pick up clutter. So this is a big one. If you are feeling like your house is cluttered, you don't know where to start, putting that on a task list and having that as something that you do every day, even if it's for five or 10 minutes, is going to help you. You can start with just dealing with your mail on a daily basis. So opening it, filing what needs to be paid, recycling things that can be recycled, and then start building from there. You can also set a timer every day for five or 10 minutes and work through clutter areas in your home. But it's just intended to be a little like, let's pick our stuff up every day and deal with clutter every day. You're going to feel better about your home. Your home is going to feel less cluttered. You're going to be able to find things that little task is going to pay off in big ways as you continue the routine. And then the fifth and final daily task is to do a load of laundry every day. That's something that I recommend doing if you need to. Now, I could probably do two loads of laundry every single day. <laughs> we have three kids, my husband and myself. The kids are in sports. My husband and I work out. We have a lot of laundry, so I can easily have that as a daily task. If you don't have a lot of laundry, you can do laundry every day. If you utilize a laundromat, you would probably just go once a week or you kind of have to see how that's going to work for you. But the goal is to not let the laundry pile up so much that it's overwhelming and feels unsurmountable because that's where we get overwhelmed and that's where we let things pile up and we kind of are paralyzed to the point of not being able to move forward with that task. Those are so helpful and especially zeroing in on number four about taking care of your clutter. We've even seen that studies show that decreases cortisol, which is our stress hormone in the body. And in reverse, if there's a lot of clutter everywhere in our home, we see that that's correlated with our stress hormone rising. So I think those are really practical. And now would you share some of your recommended weekly tasks and how you maintain them with a sustainable rhythm? Yeah. So once you have those daily tasks down and you are able to complete most of them every day, you're ready to add the weekly tasks. And the beauty of the weekly tasks are that they repeat every single week. So every Monday is always bathrooms day. On my blog, on the free printables page, I have a free printable for a 15-minute bathroom cleaning routine. We have four bathrooms in our house, and that is how I recommend figuring out how to clean your bathrooms quickly. It might take you longer than 15 minutes for the first couple of weeks, but I guarantee you, you can get to that 15-minute mark. It's like an assembly line. And so I will wipe down the mirror in the first bathroom and spray everything, put the toilet bowl cleaner in, go to the second bathroom, repeat third bathroom repeat, fourth bathroom repeat, and then go back to the first bathroom and wipe everything down. 
And then the second bathroom, wipe everything, the third bathroom, wipe everything. And then the final bathroom, wipe everything. And what happens is you're allowing the cleaner to sit. So it's working a little bit better. And then you are also doing things in like a batched way, which makes it quicker. And you can kind of move through that in a hurry. I also don't wash or vacuum the floors in the bathroom until later on in the week. And that super simple, quick bathroom cleaning routine gets the week started off right. That's why Monday is bathrooms day. To me, the bathrooms are like the worst area in the house to clean. I am not a fan, but making sure that I do it weekly is reward enough (laughs) for me to not have to clean a disgusting bathroom that I've neglected for three weeks. So I encourage you to check out that speed cleaning routine because it will make it much easier and sort of enjoyable if that can be said about cleaning bathrooms. (laughs) On Tuesday, we dust. So Tuesday is dusting day. You take a couple minutes, run through the house with a duster or a microfiber cloth and wipe down those flat surfaces. When you have a home that is decluttered, it's much easier to dust. And I also dust on Tuesdays because on Wednesdays, I vacuum. So any dust that's settled from the dusting gets vacuumed up on Wednesdays. And then on Thursday, I wash the floors in the house. Those two, the Wednesday and Thursday tasks can be combined. There are people that cannot stand to vacuum and then leave a floor without washing it immediately after, which I totally get. I'm fine with it because it takes so long to vacuum and wash your floors that I'm fine like waiting for it till the next day. But you, there's a couple ways that I recommend kind of mixing those together. What I will usually do is on Wednesday, late afternoon, I will vacuum. And then Thursday, early morning, I will wash the floors. And that ensures that there's probably nothing that needs to be vacuumed up on Thursday before I wash the floors. You can also split your home into two. So if you have one level, do one level on Wednesday of vacuuming and washing the floors, and then the next level on Thursday, or you can split your house in half. And do, like, if you have a one level, do half on one day and half the next day. The main thing is that you're vacuuming and washing those floors weekly. And then on Friday, it's a catch-all day. That is the day that I catch up on tasks that were not completed. I see it as kind of like a day of grace. So it's a day to say, here's where I can catch up. Do I need to catch up on anything? Do I need to just take the day off? (laughs) Usually I will do grocery shopping on Fridays, do some menu planning. That way things are ready for the weekend so we can really truly relax on the weekends. And then on Saturday, that's sheets and towels day. So we wash sheets and towels and do that sort of laundry. I encourage the kids to, well, they help and put the sheets on their beds and change them, bring them to the wash, that sort of thing, so that they are learning how to do that life skill. And that way, I know when they leave the house, they will know how to put cheats on a bed. (laughs) (laughs) And then on Sundays, we see that as a day of rest and relaxation. It's uh, We go to church, we hang out. Sometimes I might do some laundry in the evening. But I mean, typically, it's, we'll put our dishes in the dishwasher and clean up after ourselves, but I'm not doing any larger tasks. That makes it relatable and sounds like it's possible to maintain that rhythm 
But I'm just curious then for you personally, are you perfect at this or do you sometimes miss a day? Oh, I absolutely miss days. <laughs> um, like yesterday I did not dust and I will not catch up on that this week. I won't do it on Friday. I know that for sure. So I will catch it next week on Tuesday when it comes back around. The way that I see the routine is that it works for me. I don't work for it. <laughs> so it's, it's there to help give you some structure and a framework for how to keep your house clean most of the time. And if it's ever to the point where I'm missing out on anything because of it, or I'm not spending time with my kids because I'm cleaning, like then that's not at the point at all. It is supposed to just be minutes a day. Now, yesterday, you know, I was busy with meetings for work and the kids had things going on when they got home from school. So it was not, it just didn't fit. And that's fine. If for some reason I saw an area in the house that was super dusty, I would probably just quickly dust that area. And like if it was bothering me or whatever, but at this point, it'll be fine until next week. And now a brief message from our sponsor. As wives and mothers, we understand how important it is to care for our family, especially when it comes to meeting their healthcare needs, even the unexpected ones. So when life happens and a medical need arises, there are over 280,000 Samaritan Ministries members who will care for your family through prayer, encouragement, and financial support. When you find yourself experiencing a broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, or medical emergency, when you're a Samaritan member, you have control over your health care choices. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and they notify members to pray and send money directly to you to help pay your shareable bills. Their online resources can help you choose a provider, price medical procedures, and give you 24-7 access to medical professionals so you can get advice before you visit the doctor, saving time and money. Healthcare sharing is biblical. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. And that's what Samaritan Ministries does. It lets you help care for other families spiritually and financially while they help take care of yours. Samaritan members are Christians who agree to a common statement of faith and strive to live a healthy lifestyle. And their caring and knowledgeable staff will pray with you and guide you through every step of the sharing process. Visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash SavvySauce to learn more. It's affordable and you can join today. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash SavvySauce. Thanks for your sponsorship. And then when we zoom out even further, are there any rotating tasks you incorporate beyond these daily and weekly ones? Yeah. So when someone has been doing the routine and they have the daily and weekly tasks and they're working and you're seeing the difference in your home, that's when people will say, hey, what about all the deep cleaning tasks? Um, what am I supposed to do for that? And those are the rotating tasks. So those are on the free printable calendar on my blog, on the free printables page that's released every month. And so you can see those there. I also have it incorporated into my homekeeping planner and my subscription to homekeeping society, but you can find, so you'll see them on that free cleaning calendar, but they, I fit those in either on Fridays 
or I most of the time will just incorporate them when it makes sense during a weekly task. So for instance, if it's to vacuum and wash the baseboards for that month, I will choose a Wednesday that is pretty open and I will vacuum the baseboards while I'm vacuuming. And then on the next day when I'm washing the floors, I will wash the baseboards. I try to just tag those on to days of the week where it makes sense. If it's like to wash rugs, the rugs that we have that are washable in our house are like bathroom rugs. So when I'm washing the floors, I will grab those and throw them in the in the washing machine, wash the floors, launder them, put them back. I always look at those ahead and I'll kind of plug them in when I know what will make sense during the month so that those get done too. They're different every month because you don't need to, certain things you don't need to do every month. There are things that you like wiping down appliances that like the appliance fronts, that's a monthly task. But changing filters is like more of a quarterly or semi-annual task, depending on your furnace and filter needs. Okay. And so I just want to follow up. You said that there are four parts to the Clean Mama method. Mm -hmm. So we've gone over the daily tasks, the weekly, the things that we do beyond the daily and weekly. Yeah. What is the fourth part? Yeah. So there's the daily, the weekly, and the rotating tasks. And then the fourth one is the monthly focus. And that is more organizationally based. And that's also, that's only included in the planner and in the subscription. But I do touch on it monthly on the blog. I'll talk about it a little bit. So there's tons of free information out there. For instance, January is a whole house declutter. So if you're in my the Facebook group, we work through the whole house declutter together. February is the kitchen. So you're organizing the kitchen and you are doing a deep dive into that area. March is spring cleaning. April, we tackle the bathrooms. So throughout the year, we're going through different areas of our home and organizing them because I, I find that while you can keep your home clean and running really well most of the time, all the areas in our home need a little extra attention during the year. You can't keep everything perfect all the time. I mean, it's impossible. So we're recognizing that our kitchen's going to need to be organized at some point during the year. This is the month we're going to work on it. That's kind of the intention behind it as let's work on this together and look for a way to make it more enjoyable by actually pulling those tasks out and concentrating on them. That's something I'll usually do on Fridays as I'll work on those throughout the month. I typically have like five to 10 different tasks. For instance, if you're working on like decluttering the whole house, like the first task would be to do a quick declutter and grab three bags of garbage or trash or things that can be donated just to do that. And then the second one would be to declutter surfaces. So you're going to go through your whole house and you're going to go through those flat surfaces like a coffee table or end tables. And then we will like tackle some paper piles. But what we're doing, it, I have it broken down into very specific tasks. And then I will recommend taking like three or four of those tasks on a Friday or some other time during the week and working on those. If you're outside of the home and your, your time 
that you can do these things as, is in the evenings or weekends. I always have tips for that because I've done that too. <laughs> I was a stay-at-home mom for a brief two-year stint, and my oldest is 15. So I have not <laughs> – most of the time I've been hustling and working, whether it's if it's for me or for a company. I was an admissions counselor for three years during that time. I mean, I have definitely – figured out how to squeeze cleaning into a busy, active life and still enjoy the time at home with my family while being able to say our house is clean most of the time. I just love how there's a time set aside for everything. And now I would just love to hear some of your best practices for specific areas of our homes. So what practical tips do you have for cleaning our bathrooms or kitchens or even the laundry? Yeah, so let's start with bathrooms. A couple of my my best tips for the bathroom. The first one is to have a bathroom caddy. So I started this when my oldest was probably like one and a half or two. When she was able to sit in the bathtub while I was still there, like right next to her, (laughs) I was able to like clean off the counter or I would declutter underneath the bathroom sink while she played in the tub. And that was like a great way that I multitasked because babies can sit in the tub sometimes for like an hour just playing. And if you have little kids, you know that the water is soothing too. So if they're going through a difficult teething time or they're just crabby or (laughs) didn't take a nap, whatever it is, if they can like play in a shallow bath and you are right there with them, you can be working on your bathroom and they're content and playing. And that's part of the reason when I started using like all natural cleaners was because I wanted to be able to clean the bathroom while my kids were with me. So then if you fast forward a little bit when my two oldest are two years apart. And so she would be in the bathtub, the little guy would be in like a bouncing seat, and I would be in the bathroom cleaning or organizing, or, and I would move them from bathroom to bathroom, fill up another tub, just because they were both happy. And I was with them, and I don't know, it just, it was like kind of multitasking that time with them was really helpful. Now, I look for other sorts of ways to get the bathroom clean quickly. I don't have to worry about containing kids while I'm cleaning the bathroom because they're older, but I do the speed cleaning method. Another thing that I do with the toilet is because there's a lot of toilet issues that people have, whether it's like a ring in the toilet or stains in the toilet. I use Castile soap and a Pumi, it's called P-U-M-I-E. It is a pumice stone that's made for toilets. You can get them with a little handle on it and it you can use it on those hard water rings that nothing else will touch. It's the only thing that can get off certain rings. And we have more of like a rusty well type of water. So it's a little bit harder, but that works wonders. But I'll use Castile soap to clean the toilet instead of a, an actual toilet cleaner. And then I'll also use oxygen whitener, which is something I carry in my shop, but it's a it's essentially hydrogen peroxide in powder form and I will sprinkle that in the toilet and that whitens the bowl up beautifully so if you sprinkle that in let it sit for a little bit squirt a little bit of castile soap and then use your toilet brush it's like a sparkling clean toilet and it's totally safe and natural and then 
when I'm done with a toilet brush, I will rest it underneath the toilet seat so it drips and dries. But then I will also spray hydrogen peroxide over the bristles to sanitize it or disinfect it. So that works really well. Back to the bathroom cleaning caddy. If you have all of your bathroom cleaning supplies in a bucket or in a caddy with a handle, everything's ready for you. So if you have little kids and they are taking a bath and you're cleaning the bathroom, you have your supplies right there. You don't need to leave the room to get anything. If you are getting ready for work and you're thinking, I've got five extra minutes, I could probably quickly clean this bathroom. You aren't having to go someplace else and look for those supplies and gather them up because by that time, those five minutes are gone. You have everything right there. So that's why I encourage people to do a bathroom cleaning caddy. I think it's a huge time saver. So those are like some of my bathroom cleaning tips. Kitchen cleaning tips. I find that if I keep a damp towel with me, like at the stove, I can wipe down like the stove top as I'm cooking. Or if there's any drips, you can grab that. You can wipe down those surfaces because there's always like a little bit of leeway time in between, like while you're waiting for something to simmer or cook or whatever it might be. You have a couple minutes there that you can do that with. As I'm cleaning up the kitchen, we always stack things like like items with like items so that it's easy. If you have a stack of the same dishes, you can easily pick up that stack and put them into your dishwasher. It just makes it like simpler and easier. I also do something called a nightly sink scrub. This is huge for me personally as like a ritual. I know my followers and readers love it too, but it's just, I you take a mason jar and usually a mason jar, like a standard one is about two cups, which is the same as a small box of baking soda. You just pour that into your uh, mason jar and you sprinkle in essential oils. I like lemon and clove. That's like my signature scent. I will usually do 20 drops of lemon and 10 drops of clove. And I sprinkle that right on top of the baking soda. I take a standard kitchen butter knife and kind of swirl that around to mix it up. And then take a tablespoon and sprinkle that into your damp sink. And I do this when the kitchen is, everything's put away at the end of the day Counters are wiped down. This is like the last step. You sprinkle that baking soda, do a squirt of Castile soap or dish soap. And then I use a scrub brush that is just for the kitchen sink. I don't use it on dishes or anything else. And I just scrub the sink, rinse it really well, and then wipe it dry. And then the kitchen's closed, done for the night. <laughs> but that's uh, one of the, like my favorite kitchen tip. It's the thing with it is, is that it has like an aromatherapy sort of component to it. And if you kind of get into that rhythm of doing that at the end of the evening, it, you can see it as relaxing too. But then from a practical standpoint, the kitchen sink is dirtier than most toilets and full of more germs. So you want to keep that kitchen sink clean. And this is a great way to keep it clean and sparkling every day. Yikes, that's a scary <laughs> reality. Joining Patreon may seem like a small thing to you, only a couple of bucks a month, but it does mean so much for our team. First, we receive an email when you join, and it is a direct encouragement to us because you're basically saying that this work matters 
and you're affirming this call on our lives. Second, this makes it financially possible for our team to get paid. We believe that it is biblical to be wise stewards and be profitable, and you can be part of the answer. Please consider joining Patreon today by going to thesavvysauce.com, then clicking our Patreon tab and following the instructions when you click the link, join Patreon here. We hope it takes you less than five minutes and we can't describe how much this means to us. So thank you in advance. We appreciate you. Going back a little bit, you had mentioned you're a mom to three. Do you have any best ideas for teaching and training our children to help with all of this housework? Oh, I do. I have lots. (laughs) I think the best wisdom that I can impart is to clean with them and include them when you can, because you're going to teach them how to do something. And those are life skills. I have people that are the same age as me and just figuring out how to clean their house, which is normal. No one taught them what to do. No one taught them how to clean. It's not hard, but it's kind of taking that mystery away and showing them if you leave this mess, you have to clean it up. I don't clean up after them. They clean up after themselves. Another thing is if you are including them on things like putting laundry away, even from when they're like a year and a half or two years old, even if it's as simple as can you find all the socks in this basket? That simple is so helpful because that will lead to, okay, can you take, here's the socks. Can you go put put them in your basket or in your drawer? They can do those things. And then the next step is put those two things together, find all the socks, put them in in the drawer. And so you're just building those little things with them and they're learning how to put things away like laundry, toys, making their beds. And the hardest part is that, and I, I mean, I still struggle with this now, being consistent and even when I'm tired and it's like, whatever, your room's a mess, I don't care. But still encouraging, like, did you pick everything up? But also knowing that line where, you know, like, let's just give it a break today. It's fine. Like, not everyone wants to clean up every single day. But saying, okay, well, looks like you didn't clean your room today, but let's tackle that tomorrow. Okay, you know, it's it's okay to, to do that. Because sometimes I don't feel like dusting. I can save it for the next week because I know it's just dirt. It's not worth the argument or the fight. So kind of figuring out that line with your kids and with their personalities. When it comes to room cleaning, it's super easy to say, go clean your room. And then you walk in an hour later and they haven't done anything because they don't know what it means to clean their room. So I will still work with them. My oldest is the only one that does not need supervision cleaning her room. (laughs) But the other two will need it's me either checking in or helping them kind of narrow down the focus. They'll need that help, whether it's, okay, looks like we've got a lot of laundry in the closet. Let's put your laundry in the basket and we're going to throw it in the wash, you know, and just breaking it down into simple steps. Okay, we did the laundry, we got the laundry going, let's move on to books. Can you pick up all the books that are in your room that need to be put away and just put them in a stack? And then we'll go put that away together or I'll help you with that. So that's how I help them with their rooms because it's just saying clean your room. You don't necessarily, like no one really knows what that means unless you're older and 
super focused, <laughs> but no one wants to go clean their room. Like, why would you want to clean your room? <laughs> That's a great point. Very realistic. You've done a great job of covering the how so far. And if you had to narrow down your personal why, why would you say this lifestyle is so important to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I I think that it's important to me because without it, cleaning feels complicated. And I need things to be in simple, manageable bites versus go clean the house. You know, it's like with the kids with the room, I, I need it to be small and simple and something that I can do every single day. And I can see where those things layer and build and help for that ultimate goal of, you know, not living in filth. <laughs> but that my why and the reason that I continue with the routine and do it every day is because it makes things so simple. There, it takes the guesswork out of it. Instead of saying, what's the worst part of the house? Okay, so I need to clean something. What? Where is it worse? Where is the worst thing, worst part? dirtiest thing, whatever. I just say, what's today? Today is Wednesday. Okay. It's vacuuming day. That's what I'm going to do today. It's so much less overwhelming and it gives me that structure that I need, but it also leaves room for life and fun and family and everything else that you want, but we can still enjoy a clean home while embracing all those other things. Well, for anyone who's listening and they're now convinced that they want to try one of your tested methods, it's clear that your brand, Clean Mama, is the perfect place to start. Will you share a bit more about all that you have to offer and let us know where we can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at cleanmama.com. You can find me socially, like on Instagram. That's where I'm most active at Clean Mama. And it's C-L-E-A-N-M-A-M-A. So you can find me there. I blog like at least three times a week and I share tips and tricks and favorite products, um, different ways of doing things. Uh, on my blog, I also have written four books and the fourth one's out December 29th and it is Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. It is all about incorporating effortless systems and um, rituals for a calm and cozy home. And so I talk a lot about what we've been talking about today, where we're pairing things together, figuring out the best way for you to keep things clean and achieve that cozy, peaceful home. My four books can be found on my website at cleanmama.com slash books. If you enjoy my routine, I have oodles of ways that you can use, do the routine. I have free printables. I have a homekeeping planner. I have a subscription homekeeping society. There's a cozy and clean mama app that's free. My main goal is to, however the routine speaks to you to find that method and to use it and enjoy your home. I love it. Thanks for sharing, Becky. And you may be aware that we're called the Savvy Sauce because savvy is synonymous with practical knowledge. And so as my final question for you today, what is your Savvy Sauce? My Savvy Sauce is figuring out 
a way to do things in the simplest, most enjoyable way and enjoying those mundane things, even the things that you have to do, figuring out a way to enjoy them and make them a little bit more fun. I love that. And I've appreciated your motto online where you say every day, a little something. But Becky, you truly are so savvy and you're creative and innovative and incredibly kind to share all of your best practices with us. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news, and I want to share the best news with you. But it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners, and God is perfect and holy, so he cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore, we're separated from him. This means there's absolutely no chance we can make it to heaven on our own. So for you and for me, it means we deserve death and we can never pay back the sacrifice we owe to be saved. We need a savior. But God loved us so much, he made a way for his only son to willingly die in our place as the perfect substitute. This gives us hope of life forever in right relationship with him. That is good news. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished if we choose to receive what he has done for us. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to take our place. I pray someone today, right now, is touched and chooses to turn their life over to you. Will you clearly guide them and help them take their next step in faith to declare you as Lord of their life? We trust you to work and change the lives now for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are declaring him for me, so me for him. You get the opportunity to live your life for him. At this podcast, we are called Savvy for a reason. We want to give you practical tools to implement the knowledge you have learned. So you're ready to get started? First, tell someone. Say it out loud. Get a Bible. The first day I made this decision, my parents took me to Barnes & Noble to get the Quest NIV Bible, and I love it. Start by reading the book of John. Get connected locally, which basically means just tell someone who is part of the church in your community that you made a decision to follow Christ. I'm assuming they will be thrilled to talk with you about further steps, such as going to church and getting connected to other believers to encourage you. We want to celebrate with you too, so feel free to leave a comment for us if you made a decision for Christ. We also have show notes included where you can read scripture that describes this process. Finally, be encouraged. Luke 15.10 says, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The heavens are praising with you for your decision today. If you've already received this good news, I pray that you have someone else to share it with today. You are loved, and I look forward to meeting you here next time.